Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and today we are talking about the future of the workplace and how do we maintain privacy uh, while still enabling that connectivity that's needed to drive all this exciting stuff around the future workplace. I'm joined by Elisa Ronka. She is the head of Smart Office in Europe for Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Elisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, now, we've spoken a little bit before. This is the third episode that we've done together. And we've spoken about the future workplace uh, and we've spoken about uh, how this connection between the technology that operates the building and some of the other aspects of the environment uh, uh, interacts or can interact with the user and start to deliver some amazing benefits personally, uh, you know, productivity wise and and that feeling of achievement uh, and also towards the operation and, and the operator of the of the business. How do we manage the this balance between ensuring the privacy, ensuring the protection of of those those workers and still delivering some of these great, exciting benefits? That's a very good question. I think the privacy topic uh, pops up every in every single discussion. It's really uh, currently the way the world stands. Employees are still a little bit hesitant to share all of their information and especially real time, for example, location um, with their employees, uh, employers, sorry, um, even though they do that in, in private life. Um, but somehow in the workspace, still a little bit different rules apply uh, in society. And we need to be very mindful of those because to be honest, if we if we try to let's say jeopardize the feeling of um, intrusiveness or jeopardize the kind of the, the privacy factor and, and end up with a feeling of intrusiveness, uh, we end up diminishing all the benefits in terms of productivity and satisfaction tenfold. So it's really, um, it's one of these aspects that uh, requires careful consideration. From two, two perspectives, of course, there is a regulatory compliance, and I think that part is relatively easy. The modern technology is geared to already have, let's say, by default, uh, GDPR compliance and all these these factors in them. But then how you actually create that feeling of, of safety and privacy for the employees in the workspace, um, that is a more complex issue and needs to always be, let's say, thought about from the cultural uh, perspective of that exact organization and tailored uh, to that change management initiative eventually. Yeah, and that's a really good point. The last the, the last uh, sentence you said there about how it has to be tailored specifically because it's the culture within that individual company and the people that work with them. You know, every every company has a different demographic who are, they're going to make those decisions almost uh, almost subconsciously whether they're they're comfortable or not comfortable with this level of of sharing. Exactly. And I think demographics is a great example, because even though we can't make, let's say, broad generalizations on it, but, but there surely are, let's say there is a generation that's more open to, to sharing. Uh, information and there is a generation that is is maybe less um, focused on on wanting to do that. Uh, let's say from a proactive standpoint, and and this opting in um, kind of feature b becomes vital. So it really has to be so that the employees are able to either opt in to share or opt out, and it has to be in the context of no, let's say, hidden pressure behind to opt in. That it's actually uh, a genuine opting in and. I believe that if, if the employees find value in it, so if they opt in, they actually get something out of it, either this reduction in friction, as we talked about before, or some other additional delight or be able to communicate better with, with uh, colleagues, whatever it is, if they find that value in it, then they want to opt in. 
And I think in a lot of these kind of workplace initiatives, sometimes the problem is that we, for example, focus so much on getting the analytics. So getting that, let's say, management level um, value out of it uh, that the employees just don't see the need to opt in. They they don't get personally anything out of it. And then you get this resistance and, and this feeling of intrusiveness and all this these negative yeah. um, kind of um, yeah phenomenon. The feelings, yeah. And, and value yeah. is is this is the... In, in the end is the the deciding factor you know like as you mentioned we it, often cases we we already give a lot of this information away in a personal life as, whether it's with social media or some of the other applications that we use and it's interesting firstly that there's a difference between work and personal life but also it's the value you know it's a, i think we're happy to give up a certain amount and you know, we we all know that in the background these applications are collecting information on what we do and what we what we uh you know, where we are or, or how we behave uh, online but if we see that that perceived value then we're okay with it you know we make that that own that balance ourselves how how is that you know can, can that even be uh be quantified or or understood, or is this a, a process you have to go through to kind of add a little bit, give a little bit, take away a little bit, or understand, you know, develop that offering for those individual companies? So I think there is really about thinking about the use cases. So who is a stakeholder that benefits out of this use case? Mm -hmm. And if the stakeholder is not the user, so not the employee, then we need to figure out how can we promote it in a way that still maybe has some additional ripple effects of value uh, for the end user. So I always uh, say, even though coming from a huge technology company, I always say the technology in itself holds zero value, that the value is always generated by the user of that technology. And if you start looking at it from that perspective, then you are closer to, you know, actually defining these kind of um, value adding use cases that eventually then lead in adoption of that technology. And hence, then you get all the analytics and whatever aggregated data you need. But it comes from really being sure that the individual adopts and wants to use um, that technology. So it's it's difficult, um, but it, it it's human psychology in the end. You know, we are we are all humans and, and, and we can all relate to, let's say, the the uh, um, way that all the employees might be feeling about any technology that's being deployed. And if we kind of look at it from that human empathetic angle, um, we're, we're already on the right path. Yeah, you're right. If if you take that focus from the very beginning and you understand that you need to deliver this value to justify, let's call it to justify the even the rollout of this in the first place, then it gives you a little bit of an indication or a positioning on where you should or shouldn't be. So uh, that's really interesting. Thank you so much for your time uh, and your insight. I, I think that there's a couple of things we touched there, which I think we need to dive into a little bit more in detail. But uh, as always, the time flies by. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, John. And thank you to all of you out there having a listen or having a watch uh, via the various podcasts or via YouTube uh, channels. Please feel free to comment, like, or share this episode. Drop us any uh, any uh, comments or thoughts or additional topics that you'd like us to talk about. Um, and, yeah, please subscribe. Find us on these these different channels, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.